Hi, and welcome to Super Aging Podcast with myself, Steve Halpern. And by the way, just to assure you, I'm not an artificial intelligence voice. <laughs> it's still my own voice. It's absolutely been amazing if you've been following uh, all the latest news on artificial intelligence. It's just, as I used to say, mind-boggling. You can have someone else's voice that you mimic. You can have robotic voices. You can have everything. But I don't know. I still like doing this myself with my own voice. So we have lots and lots of great news, health news. Health span news, that's the key. That's the key. What's the difference? So I'm going to ask you a question. What really is the difference between a healthy health span and a not healthy health span? Energy. That's right, energy. So, what do I mean, energy? Well, in every single cell in the body, you have something called mitochondria. And way, way back when I started this podcast, series of podcasts, this podcast channel, I talked about it, but let me review it again. Somehow or other, way, way, way back in time, there was a merging of material that wasn't really doing anything and it merged with something else that produce energy, which is the mitochondria. And they merge together. And every single cell in the body has lots and lots of mitochondria. And when the mitochondria work, it's like your cell phone. It works. And when it doesn't work, guess what? My cell phone's dead. Well, <laughs> yes, sir. That's the one. Yes, ma'am. Yes, sir. That's it. What happens when your mitochondria go? Your battery goes... And so what's the answer? The answer is keep a healthy battery or batteries. And the wonderful thing about and the difference is we can make new batteries. We call mitogenesis. Mitogenesis, new batteries. And you want to make new healthy batteries. And you also want to get rid of leaky batteries. <laughs> batteries ain't working that well. You know what I mean? You have a leaky battery. Oh my gosh. So the key is healthy mitochondria. And let me quickly go over what we call <clears throat> hallmarks of aging. Okay. Inflammation, uncontrolled inflammation. Okay. Defective mitochondria. Defective house cleaning in the cell. Right? Cells not cleaning out the junk. Senescent cells. Zombie cells that are hanging out. Loss of muscle function, you know, scarpopenia, slower brain function, okay, memory issues, eye issues, macular degeneration, leading cause of blindness in seniors, cataract, which supposedly everyone's supposed to get, hearing loss, increased wrinkles, decreased nutrient absorption, osteopenia, bone. Bone loss, leading to osteoporosis, loss of balance. Oh my gosh, I'm getting really depressed. <laughs> but for those that know me personally, or hopefully we'll be doing some 
live videos and uh, live Facebooks and you'll get to know me. I don't have any symptoms. I don't have any age-related conditions and I'm 76. Well, yes, a little past 76. 76 was in January. And so the key is if you watching all longevity YouTubes and podcasts and and all the advertisements is it possible to slow down the aging process the clock now we have lots of tests to measure biological age or approximation of biological age there are saliva tests and blood tests and skin tests and breath tests and muscle tests <laughs> there's even a program I saw yesterday on the web that I'm going to um, play around with made by mm, one of the companies that's a major major uh, startup pharmaceutical company that's looking at anti-aging compounds and basically what you do is you put in your blood test numbers and it's going to run it through artificial intelligence and come up with a bio-age now. Why is that important? Well, because you want to know if your interventions are working. Now, I ran this by Dr. List, who I've spoken to, uh, spoken about many times in this podcast, an integrated physician, brilliant integrated physician in New York City that uh, I have almost daily contact with and sometimes work in the office. She said to me, I can look at a patient and I'll tell you. <laughs> so maybe the people around you will tell you, okay, how old your biological age is. But the other fun thing is, how old do you feel? Uh, if you get up in the morning... Oh, yeah. oh, yeah. oh my gosh, well, <laughs> ain't feeling really great. If you spring out of bed, ready for new learning, new adventures, you're on track. So let me go through some of my current experimental, for me, experimental supplements. Okay, added to my big list of supplements, and one of my favorite ones now that I've seen good results with, and I'll keep you posted, is... NMN nicotinamide mononucleotide. We'll put that to music. Nicotinamide, amide, nicotinamide, mononucleotide, the secret to growing young. Anyway, what is it? It's a compound that occurs naturally in certain foods. But not in large amounts, so we can even bypass that. Yes, you can get some in um, plant-based diets. You can get it in broccoli and asparagus and avocado. But, you know, very, very low amounts. I'm not saying eating a healthy, food-based, plant-based diet. It's not particularly found in high amounts in meat, so that might not be the best way. Now, why would... I'd be interested, and you'd be interested in nicotinamide mononucleotide because it's the most predominant compound next to water in your body. 
every single cell contains NAD. NAD. Another fun one. Niacinamide. Adenine dinucleotide. Niacinamide dinucleotide. Plus. You gotta add the plus part. And it controls cellular functioning. Enzymes in your cells. And that's so, so important. You know, an enzyme, you put something in a pot and you don't turn up the heat, nothing happens. Okay. Enzymes makes chemical processes take place. And so, where is NAD found? In every single cell in the body. <clears throat> and it seems to be from the research as people grow older, less and less NAD in the cell. If you've had an infection, if you've had a virus, if you've got air pollution, if you have maybe a genetic issue that you don't even know about, you can have low NAD levels. And because it occurs in every single cell in the body, and cells make up organs, <clears throat> if you have low NAD in your heart, if you have low NAD in your brain, if you have low NAD levels in your skin, if you have low NAD levels in your eyes, all conditions all show up as conditions that are now going to be treated with a drug, which isn't necessarily going to improve the NAD levels, but most likely might improve your symptomatology. And certainly, you know, that's important. You know, if you have atrial fibrillation or if you have something that needs, you know, acute medical care, certainly that's the way to go. So, increasing NAD levels. Mm, well, things we know about, you know, exercise, of course, and eating a healthy diet and not, you know, controlling insulin levels, not eating a lot of sugar, and trying to eat as clean as possible. All things we know. Stress management. Socialization. All those goodies. Probably exposure to light. You know, and sleep. Good deep sleep. Okay. So now let's move into this. So there's a lot of controversy in this area. And one of the reasons is that supplement companies are not necessarily going to invest in multi-multi-million dollar and more clinical Trials. There are some clinical trials now on NMN, which is nice, and they come out mostly positive, improve muscle functioning, and uh, different in parameters of, uh, of uh, aging, improving. So that's good. So the story is that, yes, a startup pharmaceutical company has decided they're going to go into the NMN drug development. And so there's problems now with maybe they're going to ban NMN, and that's in the process of between lawsuits and the FDA. Hopefully it'll come out the same way uh, that uh, the other issue was with NAC, where NAC was considered a drug but the FDA chose not to enforce it. So let me go back to the NMN. Should you be taking it? 
Well, it's an educated decision. Certainly, as the commercials say, you can speak to your doctor, <laughs> you know, your health professional. Uh, one of the safety issues, there haven't been any major safety issues around it. Uh, dose level, again, we don't have large, large, huge clinical trials, but the dose level seems to be somewhere, anywhere between, you know, 250, 500, 750, 1,000 milligrams. Now, if you're young, extremely healthy, fit, doing all the right things, and you have normal or maximum NAD plus levels in your cell, you're not going to maybe see a difference. But if you have low NAD, you might see a difference. And what are some of the differences I've seen and I've had reported by some of my clients? Surprisingly, improved eyesight, brain function, energy. One client even called me and told me she felt young. <laughs> I didn't say anything. She said, ah, I felt like I used to feel. Okay, joint mobility. Some of the pain going away. Now, some of them felt it right away. Mm, some of them didn't. It might take time, and it might take other supportive nutrients. Other nutrients might include some resveratrol, except there's a little controversy about the dose of resveratrol, you know, and its effect on sirtuins. And so you want to be a little... Uh, cautious on the dose of resveratrol and getting the right resveratrol. Um, there's some really good NM and NMN companies that are including other ingredients like ergothionine, a compound that's found in mushrooms that is considered a vitamin, a missing vitamin caused by diets. And Dr. Ames who developed the Ames test for you know DNA damage, things that would cause DNA damage, is a big proponent of ergothionine. I definitely would add <coughs> some methyl donors because there's a whole, and I'll do a whole other podcast on the recycling of NMM and those enzymes, but you can possibly um, in the process use up what's called methyl donors. Methyl donors are these compounds that are involved in turning on and turning off genes. So that's really, really important. I mean, it's much more complicated than that. But basically, you know, you can have a high homocysteine level, not a good thing in your blood. It's been linked to maybe uh, cardiovascular issues and maybe brain issues and a whole lot of other things. And so you want to have a nice normal level of homocysteine. And sometimes we give methyl donors like uh, folate or methylfolate if you have a gene issue and uh, maybe B6 and possibly B12. And then something called trimethylglycine. <coughs> it's a glycine type compound and uh, lots of uh, people experimenting with NMM and taking it 
uh, are taking trimethylglycine. We've seen trimethylglycine as a methyl donor, lowering homocysteine levels. Okay, so that's a basic suggestion. And certainly, if I'm doing counseling or coaching, we can do more detail. We can evaluate your vitamins and nutrients and supplements and age markers and really personalize the dose. But uh, I feel really, really comfortable with suggesting uh, the NMN, even though people are still talking about NR, which is uh, supposed to be in that chain and help make NAD+. So you can take NR, uh, niacinamide, ribosome, possibly. Taking niacin, probably have to take a whole lot. And I think there's benefits in niacin. A lot of people don't like the niacin flush. And it it is kind of interesting about, uh, you know, I got reported when one of my clients started NMN. He actually got a niacin flush, which was kind of interesting because niacin is involved in this whole process. In fact, they even uh, did an experiment creating a niacin deficiency. And when they gave the NMN, the symptoms went away. Oh, interesting. So I hope I've given you lots of good information. Uh, You can contact me for more details. And uh, please subscribe. Motivates me to see those subscription numbers and share this. If you like this podcast and you think it has valuable information in your social media and any questions or suggestions you have, uh, please contact me. Uh, I've given my contact number before. Um, So it comes to the end of this podcast. And I want to thank you so much for listening and stay healthy and stay well.